Thanks for joining us this week on the show. I'm so happy to have you with us for my conversation with Katrina Sawa, an author, publisher, entrepreneurs, coach, and expert at what it takes to jumpstart your business. We cover some of the high points and some real practical information in today's episode talking about what it takes to grow a successful business, focusing on what really matters when everyone out there is telling you that they have something bigger, better, faster, and shinier, and moving the needle forward so that you can get what you want out of your business and enjoy the life that you love. Thanks for joining us for today's show. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. What if you could maximize your meditation practice with a tool that maximizes your time and attention with images and affirmations carefully selected to boost your positivity, to help you integrate your intentions into your subconscious? I have a special gift available for you. Visit happifiedlife.com and click on the Start Off Happy button to take a look at the phenomenal technology created by Positive Prime that uses neuroplasticity to literally wire your brain for more happiness, higher productivity, better relationships, and greater success. Head over to the happifiedlife.com page to start off happy with Positive Prime. Enjoy it free for 30 days. Welcome back for another episode of Happified. This is an episode coming to you from the Potatorium Extension, if you will. Katrina and I connected at Potapalooza recently and have decided to get together and have a conversation, share this with you. We might even get it to go a little deeper than was off available in the context of that terrific event where I connected with so many phenomenal speakers, coaches, and people who are making waves in the world. So let me introduce you to Katrina Sawa. She is the CEO and founder of jumpstartyourbiznow.com. She's lovingly known as the Jumpstart Your Biz Coach because she kicks her clients into high gear, making more money doing what they love and fast. She's the creator of the Jumpstart Your Marketing and Sales System, 10x international, 10-time international best-selling author with 17 books, including Love Yourself Successful, Jumpstart Your New Business Now, and Jumpstart Your Blank book series. Katrina is also the CEO of Jumpstart Publishing, where she helps entrepreneurs publish books that generate more clients and revenue. And she's the founder of the International Speaker Network, a free educational networking group with thousands of members. Katrina, thanks for hopping online with me and bringing your wisdom to the show. I appreciate it. Thank you, Susie. Good to be here. <laughs> and I love the, um, the breadth of what you bring to your clients, to your business, and the way that you show up in the world. I, I kind of qualify myself as a, a multi-potentialite since I heard that <laughs> defined in a TEDx talk. I resonate with that. And so I appreciate that. Well, I think it's easy for people who are building a business, for entrepreneurs to be intrigued by, be passionate about a number of different things. And I think it looks like that's something that you can relate to too. So how do you, in your work, help people 
create a business that's aligned with what they want to be creating for themselves when there's so many appealing things that can draw us in every kind of direction? Well, you ha <laughs> that's a loaded question. And <laughs> all the things I do is a culmination of actually 20 years in business. So I didn't start them all at once, right? I started out helping small business owners with their marketing because I was in advertising sales when I, when I left. And that's where I met a whole bunch of small business owners, brick and mortars and anybody like all in the chamber of commerce. This was before social media. So what you would do is go to a local networking chamber and, and BNI and all those. And so I'm, I just started doing marketing and then I was like, well, I do much more than marketing. And uh, I learned from other coaches and masterminds that, you know, I do more about business too, even though they were trying to get me to niche down into just be the follow-up queen because I was so good at following up from events and things like that. I said no to the niche and I went bigger and wider <laughs> with my expertise and because I thought it was doing people a disservice, frankly, um, by just teaching them follow-up. One thing, when you, when you need to know these 462 things about running a business and mastering your business and making a lot of money, it seems silly for me to talk about one thing. And so I refused the niche and I probably would have been making millions of dollars faster, but whatever. <laughs> but then, like, I didn't even want to be an author back then. I had no, like, why would I, why would I write why would I take a bunch of time to write a book that's going to sell for 15 or $20 when I can sell something for 200, 2000 or $20,000. That just seemed silly to me. And then I saw my friends like five or six years into my business, getting speaking gigs and PR and getting clients after they read their book and getting more authority. And I'm like, Oh, okay, well that's a good reason to write a book then. Okay. So I started doing chapters in books and, and then wrote my own and then now I help publish because it's addicting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's addicting, but they all flow together, right? And the speaking thing, that's because speaking is the fastest path to cash. So because I, I'm a speaker to grow my business and getting leads, I do a lot of free speaking like this podcast or my, my own events or other events. I mean, speaking is a logical thing. So in my mind, they all flow together. It's not like I have multi-businesses. They all go together because every entrepreneur needs to grow their business and their revenues, needs to speak, and most likely needs that book as well. At the right stage At the of right the game. stage, yes. <laughs> you should not be writing your own book when you have no money to your name and you don't have a job. So please do the money-making activities first. And then when you have money coming in on a consistent basis, then you can focus on the full book, in my opinion. I think that's really helpful. As I was sharing briefly before we hopped on the air, observed a lot of people who are sharing their expertise in the business of building your business. And they all say, you have to start here, which is completely different. You have to start with a book. You have to start with a high-end signature program. You have to start with this. So, and while this episode might have a lot of great nuggets for entrepreneurs, I think even if you are employed, even if you're working with a business, if you're just thinking, what else could I do with myself rather than clock in and out every week, there are some nuggets that you're gonna be able to take away from this conversation as well. Just in terms of, there are a lot of people who are very forthcoming with advice, especially you know in this space where if you give away free information, you'll 
collect clients who start paying you, right? So there's lots of free trainings, free webinars that seed something, yeah. trying to lead you to go deeper with them. And it's been a process for myself to get clear on what really aligns with my own priorities and not trying to do all the things at the same time and spreading myself too thin. Do you find that to be a lot of a common issue with the folks that you connect with who are struggling to feel successful in their businesses? Oh, yes. <laughs> they do too much. And because they, you're, there's so much noise out there. Everybody is telling you, do this, do that, do this, do that. So you made this huge laundry list of 462 things that you need to do in addition to learn. And you don't necessarily need to do them all. So depending on what your goals are, I mean, if you are in business, your goal should be to get in front of more people in more ways so that you can, they can experience you in some way. So they want to hire you, period, end of story. You don't need to do a whole lot. You can speak, you can, you can, I, I say pick a lane when it comes to your marketing. I said this like a year ago. And I keep saying it because the social media world is out of control. And we, as the consumers and users of social media, we have zero control on our profiles and pages and things like that accounts. We have zero control of who sees what, when, and why, right? Because of all the algorithms. So you either have to love social media and want to hang out there like three to four hours a day getting leads and nurturing your group, your groups and your followers and private messaging people and going live and staying in your lane and, and really educating and entertaining people there. You really have to spend a lot of time there or you could go the networking and speaking route in person or virtual. I say pick a lane. You don't need to do 100% in both these days. You can pick one. I have chosen the speaking and networking lane because I've always been a networker. I am not a fan of hanging out on social media. Now I'm there a lot. I also have a team, I delegate stuff, but I'm there most of the time doing stuff myself. But if I really wanted my groups to grow, I have a lot of groups on there. I would be in there all day long. I have friends that have tens of thousands of people in their group because that's their main focus. So I would say stop doing, trying to be 100% in both lanes and pick a darn lane and just be really good at it. Okay. And then if you're not in your own business, just be careful with like, my husband has a job and he's on Facebook first thing. And he wants to spout out all the news, quote unquote, news stories that he hears every morning. I'm like, where'd you hear that? Like, is it a proof? Like, is it really happening? Like, right. He tells me all these things and, and he like lives by it in the morning where I want to like talk to him in the morning because before he goes to work, I want to have conversation. And all he wants to do is tell me what's going on in his stream, you know, <laughs> of consciousness, Facebook. So be careful where you're spending your time. You know, I mean, if you have a job, you probably use social media as a personal outlet, right? Which is fine. I'm on there for business though. My friends know to text me or call me because I don't even see my actual girlfriend's feeds anymore, like, because it's too full of business stuff. But that's okay. I don't want to, like, hang out with them. My husband sees my girlfriend's feeds. I see my business stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that is something to, to recognize. If, if you have a friend and you're supporting them and growing their own business, understand that their feed is full of a bunch of stuff <laughs> that has more to do yeah. with business than personal and pleasure. It does. Private message is best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Private message is best. And even emails are kind of risky because that inbox is 
overflowing. <laughs> well, the emails, you have to look at spam and trash. You have to look at your spam, trash, and promotional folder on a daily basis, you guys. And clean it out, of course, with the garbage. But I even my own emails fall into my damn spa, spam box, okay? So, like, you have to look for things there. I, I know a couple of friends that fall in my trash all the time, like business connections. And when I send them an email, then I'm always looking for their reply in my trash can. You have to do that. You have to do that. Yeah. So there are some, there's some housekeeping that we, yeah. that we learn along oh. the way. So we stop missing things. And I, and I want to go back to what you were saying too, about there is a lot of that advice to niche down, to be the guru of one narrow lane. And so you were the queen of follow-up and everyone said, oh, that's what people will really come to you for. And while you acknowledge, perhaps that might've been like the secret to faster millions had that been what you could stick with. There's so much more to it. And so I appreciate that while you were getting advice that could be very valuable, a lot of people really stick with that or when they can niche down, they discover that they can talk more directly to the people they want to cultivate. I appreciate that what you were seeing was that it wasn't enough of the solution that you wanted to bring to your clients. Yeah, I followed my gut. You know, I followed my gut. My gut told me, no, don't do that. Like they need to know everything about all, how everything flows together. So it's a smooth running money-making business machine. And I, but I also, so I didn't listen to my coaches, right? When they told me to do this other thing. I'm not saying to do that because usually your coaches are very smart and mine were smart, but they were also after the money. So, and I'm, well, I want to make lots of money. Don't get me wrong. I also wanted to live my truth and live what I knew I needed to do on this planet. So rather than just following the money and being kind of happy with what I was doing, I chose what I really wanted to be purposeful and passionate doing. And while it's taken a lot longer to make multiple six figures and, you know, get to that money, at least I'm there. Now, it needs to be bigger. It's always need. You always need more. You always want to want more. You need to want more. I love, love sharing that message because too many people are settling for 80,000 a year or a hundred thousand a year or less, or, and they're in a job at 150 and they're going, this is great. I can never start my own business. Cause how am I supposed to ever make $150,000, which is totally possible by the way, if you open your eyes, but they stay there and then maybe they don't like their job. So they're like staying in hell for 150,000 a year. That's just not a good idea. There's the grass is always greener. You just don't know what you don't know. That's what I say. Yeah, that's really interesting. I love to explore that a little bit further. Um, wanting more, the power of that. Are you a fan of super specific goals? The real um, Rockefeller Institute, like quarterly and <laughs> crunching no. your numbers every week? Or where do you fall on that? How do you help inspire your clients to have vision that pulls them forward? <laughs> I wish I was a little bit more uh, specific with those smart goals and all that kind of stuff. I just tell people, to go bigger. I'm all about living bigger. Live big means how to live the life you really truly want with the family and loved ones that you're meant to have, the happiness, the health, and the money, right? And so I I just think bigger numbers for my clients and then I show them how to get there. 
So we don't necessarily crunch the numbers of what has happened. We crunch the numbers of what's possible and what else they can do and show them, you know, by raising your rates or having a higher end program or doing this or that instead of that, you know, doing that instead of this, how can bring them a lot more revenue and more fulfillment? Yeah. And I appreciate as you're saying, you know, the things that we want, there's connections and relationships, there's happiness, there's health. Oh, and success is on the list. <laughs> of course, we need that green energy to thrive, but it's not the only goal that we're working towards too. Do you remind your clients of that? Or how do you, when people struggle with balance, I mean, in, in every aspect of, of doing work and, and finding space for ourselves, I think people, well, first of all, do you, do you consider balance a myth or an ongoing definition. <laughs> One of my clients is a life coach for coaches and she talks about business life harmony, not balance. Harmony is different because it could be different levels. Balance means it's usually equal. And I don't agree with equal. My business is my life and my life is my business, but I also know how to set boundaries and not allow my clients to take over my schedule and to, you know, do business when I want to do business. So I think boundaries is, is very important and you can match your business and your personal, you know, before my husband had his current job, he used to help me at my events and do the audio visual and he's a voiceover artist too. So he, he would be intertwined with it. Even my stepdaughter, you know, would stuff and fold envelopes and, you know, things for me to grow the business, although she's not a fan of it. <laughs> and now she's getting to the age where she wants to make some money. So I'm like, you want to make some money? I got some jobs for you. Yeah. So balance, I don't know. I would say harmony and it's okay to mix stuff. You know, like if I want to come in late to work one day because my husband's off in the morning so we can hang out and go in the hot tub or whatever. Right. We'll do that. If I want to take off in the afternoon early because I want to take my kid out to get ice cream or go shopping or I don't know, just relax because I work hard, then uh, do it. You can't feel guilty. We have to get rid of the guilt. We have to give ourselves permission to do what we need to do and what we want to do. But you also have to have that smooth running money-making business or career that financial, you know, in order to make that happen. Otherwise you're constantly on the hamster wheel churning and burning and that's no life, right? Yeah, definitely not moving you any closer to any picture of balance. I like that's harmony. True. I mean, yeah. I, I personally think that, you know, it's like a teeter totter, it, it changes. Mm -hmm depending on the state, but I really like the analogy of harmony. So that might be something I start to play with too. And so you mentioned the importance of boundaries. And I think this is really important in what I see the way people start being run by the stress in their lives because they haven't identified where their boundaries are or they have trouble maintaining them because some people are stronger and roll right over those. How do you keep on reestablishing the same thing? And you talk about feelings of guilt too. So how do you, when you're working with clients and you can see something like that, like they don't have the boundaries to help them find that space for themselves. They're at risk of burning out. How do you encourage them to take care of themselves? Yeah, it's different for everybody. I mean, I've had a client who came to me and hadn't had a vacation in seven years that she had her business, right? 
And so the number one goal was to free up some of her time and get her business. Cause she couldn't, if she left the business, she wasn't making money that week. Right. So she needed to hire someone and she had to get, first of all, she had to become aware that she needed to hire someone. Then she had to become agreeable that she actually needed to hire someone. And then she had to actually find the person to hire and train. And then of course they needed to get trained. And then, then you have to make them happy so they don't leave. And so there was, you know, it took a little time, but for her, we finally got her to a 10 day vacation. I think it was within a year of working together. So that's not that long considering she had like, had to hire an employee, get all those things in place, right? The other people, you know, have to set boundaries because they have, I have another client who has three kids in the household, three small kids in the household, <laughs> right? And they run circles around her. She just, I just saw a post on Facebook that she's like, how come when my husband leaves, the kids don't wonder where he goes. But when I leave for 30 seconds to go to the bathroom, they're running around the house trying to find me everywhere, right? And so like, I thought that was just perfect because, <laughs> Especially if you work from home, whether your career or a business, you have to figure out how to set the boundaries of your workplace and when it's time and when it's not time. Like I don't have a door on my office. I have an office space when we built or when we bought this house, we had a huge front room and we didn't need a big formal, you know, living room. So we broke it into two, a bar room, yay, and my office, but we didn't even think to put doors in it because my husband had a job and this was before COVID and my daughter was at school. And then a year and a half later, COVID hit and I'm like, and everybody was home. And I'm like, ah, like, so then I'm speaking really loud on my things and all my noise and everything on my calls. And they're like over here and having to be really quiet. So it was really hard. I don't know. Now I'm going off on a tangent, but everybody is so different and you have to look at your life. You have to look at who's in your life. You have to one of the biggest things I think you said was how do you tell those people that are stomping all over your boundaries? to back off like my my girls in uh karate she's like and they they taught her to say stop back off like i want to say stop back off <laughs> right like so if you if you only want to work from nine to five and you have a little lunch break then you say look between nine and five look at the clock kids or whatever husband like you can't bother me or slip a note under the door or you know, come quietly and slip a note at my desk or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's a <laughs> trick. It takes some training. And it definitely, these last few years have been a lot. Yeah. <laughs> to to learn how to share space. <laughs> For a lot of people. Yeah. They've, I mean, we even said, well, now we need a bigger house because we, first of all, or get me a door, you know, and it's three, three grand to make a door. I'm like, okay, well, just go back out and get a job so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> my husband jokingly calls it my cone of silence every day. He has a, he gets a briefing and I'm like, okay, this is when I need the cone of silence because I work in our <laughs> living room. So. Oh God, yeah. 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 So, I mean, get a bigger house. This is why you want more. If you need bigger space and you need your own space and you're now working from home, whether you have a job or a business, you need your own space. You need your own space. I mean, I have beautiful space. I have red walls and hearts and love and everything on here. My computer or my printers in the other room. It used to be next to me. Oh my God. Yuck. I don't want a printer next to me. That's ugly space. Now I have the books and the fun things and the empowering inspirational things, right? Like create your space. 
if you need a bigger house or more money to do that, then go make more money. <laughs> first things first. I like that you're super clear on the basics. <laughs> <laughs> it can be that easy if you know what you're doing. Yeah. Even if you're in a career, you can find you a better job or you can do real estate investing or some other something on the side that doesn't have to really take a lot of your time, mm -hmm. but go make more money. Set yourself up. So one of the titles of your books grabs me and I'd love to hear a little bit more about Love Yourself Successful. Yes, that's my most popular book. <laughs> because we and, all need to work on that. Why is right? that so hard? Loving ourselves. Well, I wrote it uh, 2012 and then I just launched the second edition this, this year. Congratulations. So, I updated it. anniversary. Mm -hmm. I updated it a lot and added an update chapter because people kept asking me, well, now what's going on with you? Because it ended, I think, with a heartbreak. Ah. <laughs> like, and my personal life wasn't complete. And this is when, you know, this is why people don't publish their full book because the story is never done, right? So I finally just had to cut it off and say, okay, I don't know what's going to happen in my love life or whatever with the love stuff. So I talked a lot about the four types of love that everybody needs to focus on in order to make more money in their business or career in that book. And it talks about, you know, giving yourself permission to want more, that you're worth it, you deserve it, and to get rid of those toxic people and the people that might love you and you might love them, but they're toxic to your energy or they hold you back because their own limiting beliefs. Don't let somebody else's limiting beliefs self-sabotage you. You know, tell, you have to have a conversation with these kinds of people and tell them, look, you have to keep your opinions to yourself because I don't agree with your thinking. And that is like small thinking, limited thinking, whereas I'm in an abundance thinking. And so, you know, keep your opinions to yourself or grow with me and come on, let's go and do some self-development and get over it. <laughs> Back to the boundaries conversation, right? right? Yes. People do. My husband's a bit of a ruminator. He feels he's better prepared by chewing on all the worst possible outcomes. And so we have that conversation sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> we I go mean, around. <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, the devil's advocate, I'm, I'm kind of the devil's advocate. Well, if you do this, then this is going to happen. This, But I do it quickly and we make a decision and we move on because money follows speed. <clears throat> Such a writer. You've got some good. Yep. <laughs> Dropping some <laughs> pearls right there. Money follows speed. If you want to know more about that, you're going to have to stay connected with Katrina. Um, and we should let folks know how to find you. We'll have your links in the show notes, but how can people connect with you and see what you're sharing and learn more about your books, et cetera? Yeah. The website's a great place to start. There's all kinds of free trainings there. There's books. I got stuff for free to thousands of dollars. So however you want to play. You know, come play. YouTube's great. I have tons of funny videos over there. Facebook is where I hang out if I'm on social. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't, I really can't get myself to spend time over on Instagram. So Facebook is the place. But as a speaker, I imagine you do have some terrific content over there on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So I love YouTube University. Great way to get some inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Watch who you listen to though. Some people are great marketers and you can get squirreled really easily. You got to, oh, you asked this earlier, you said this earlier, like, how do you know who to follow? Because there's a lot mm -hmm. of noise too. And I think you need to dig deeper or find out and really make sure that people are 
especially if it's someone like a business coach, make sure they're making money at the stuff they're teaching you to do or teaching people to do. And they're not just spouting stuff that they haven't proven or done for years and years. And there's a lot of newbies out there that are great at marketing and look really good on paper, but they don't know what they're doing or they teach one thing and they have no idea about these other things. So be careful. Yes, like you were saying at the beginning, recognizing, sure, you could provide people brilliant solutions for powerful follow-up when we get to that part of the game. But a lot of people haven't even gotten to that point yet. <laughs> and so let's share some real valuable information and help people in all aspects of their business. Yeah. Yeah. Great way to, mm -hmm. to go in with your eyes open and pay attention to who it is, who you're tuning yeah. into. Mm. Terrific. Is there anything else we haven't had a chance to explore while we've been chatting that you'd like to share? Well, I know you're all about, you know, less stress, more happiness. I am too. Like stop working so hard. Stop working so hard, please. Like whether you have a job or a business, sometimes your to-do list is so long and you will work and work and work for hours thinking that it matters and it doesn't. What matters is that you get in front of enough people more often and in more ways and you entertain and educate them enough to want them to want more. Okay. And then they buy from you. Period. End of story. So just simplify. You have to simplify. You don't have to add more in this day and age. You need to really simplify and focus in order to make a lot of money and make a bigger impact and stop working so hard. Mm. I like that. I think, I think that's absolutely um, an essential point because it is so easy to see, oh, well, they're doing that really well and they're doing that really well without even recognizing, even as we take all this in, that they may or may not be mastering every aspect of every mm -hmm. channel. And if they are, they probably have a great team. Right. <laughs> it's probably I have a great not a one person show. <laughs> no, I have a great team. People think, do you ever sleep, Katrina? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Of course, I sleep eight hours a night. Like I have a great team. I have systems, I have technology. You must embrace technology. Even if you don't have a business, you got to use technology for your invites to your parties, for managing your own personal database, for sending out cards on the holidays, for, you know, following up with people. When people die, I have like a stack of books that my client wrote on growing through grief. I have a system for when I hear somebody's somebody's loved one passed away, hope they get a book and a card and I strip it off. So there's systems for everything. If you look at it, I'm all about efficiency, productivity, and profitability really. But if you don't have a business, you can still do some of these things. You just see my house is hella organized. I mean, the pantries, <laughs> the bathroom, I drives my teenager crazy. No, this goes here, that goes there. And she can never remember. And I don't understand why. Like, <laughs> It's like, pay attention. This goes here. I've told you 420 times. Stop it. Ugh. <laughs> it's true, though. It's, it's so true. Efficiency uh, pays off in spades once does. you get some systems in place. And a lot of times I hear people, and, and I catch myself, of course, too, saying, well, I don't have the time to do that. I don't have the time to organize that. But when are you going to fix it when it's broken and you're trained to do it the wrong way? And this is another really great um, set of tools that you have on your website. So that free training that you mentioned, that's where people can come and get some ideas here and resources yeah. on how to be efficient, be optimized yeah. in your systems. <laughs> 
Terrific. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I hope that people take this information in and, and as you said, connect with what resonates, put some things into practice, focus on what matters, grow that business and think about what you want to grow into. Mm, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for jumping on air with me today. Glad you could join me. I appreciate your flexibility and I look forward to talking with you again soon. Take good care. Thanks for joining us today. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit happifiedlife.com. Subscribe on your favorite player to catch the next episode as soon as it's out. Sharing really is caring, so please rate and review the show while you're there. And if you know someone else who would love it, please pass it along. Until next time, my friends, keep on shining.